Hello everybody. This episode is sponsored by Wow Boutique. You didn't hear it from me. But what better time to get a great deal on the best clothes than now? You can come out of these COVID times with an excellent wardrobe. Wow Boutique is here for you. They carry your favorite brands at prices that you won't believe. Doors open every day at 9 a.m. except for Saturdays and Sundays. They're located at the Uptown Liquor Store in Viewfort. Now, here's the secret, okay? Y'all listening? You can get 25 to 40% off everything for the season, alright? And this offer ends on January 8th, okay? So, hop over to Wow Boutique uh, at the Uptown Liquor Store in Viewfort. And when you get there, tell them we sent you. For more information, you can call 715 0793. So, hello and welcome, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Family Reflections. I'm Keddy, and she is. You know. Uh, and I am Keisha Venezuela. All right, so <laughs> we're all in here today. Uh, we're glad to have uh, Kezia in here with us. Um, is it Kezia or is it Keisha? Keisha. Keisha, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to have a discussion today about uh, relationship communication. Uh, I think, and I've heard that relationships are the most important thing in life, period. Um, that's how I see it. Um, I don't period. think there's <laughs> very many things that are more important than the relationships that we have not only with our friends but uh, with our families with our spouses um would you guys agree with that definitely i definitely agree with that because if at the end of the day you don't have a relationship what's your purpose what are you doing what you're doing for it's right. so important to have relationship with friends with family that's that's just the basics of life you know right. yeah so i agree Right. What about you, Kina? Yeah, definitely. Human connection is the premise of our being, the premise of human life. So right. it is important. Right. So with that being established, I think it's a little interesting how uh, we don't have any sort of formal education on communication with people, uh, uh, really dealing with uh, relationship communication in a, a proper way. Um, I think that would go a long way. Uh, why do you guys think we don't really teach that skill in schools or <laughs> there was no, uh, maybe you guys have some sort of formal education on communication, but I don't. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Okay, I think I'll go first. <laughs> um, for me, most of the times we hear that communication is vital, but why is it vital? They haven't really taught us that at school. They just expect us to know that we need to communicate and whatnot. But why? What is the main reason why we need to communicate in relationships with our friends, our spouses, our children? Why is that important? And that is something I find that schools have lacked um, in teaching these proper skills so that we as a society can grow and build on healthy um, communication for healthier relationships. Yes. Right. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's something that needs to be formalized, but we do, we are taught informally communication through our many interactions within the education system, through the many courses that we undertake within the, the system. Um, there is interaction and with interaction, you have dynamics coming into play. You learn how to resolve conflicts and different things. Um, so it is there, it's just that it's not, like I said, sort of formalized thing. And I think that it, maybe it should be, even within the HFL um, subject, that could be incorporated within it. What would we expect to see if it was incorporated, though? Because I find there's some things that can be taught in theory. Uh, there's a lot of things that we learn theoretically. <laughs> but when it's time to actually apply it, you know, uh, it's a little different, right? Yes. I think we will have a lot um, of more um, healthy relationships in society if we definitely taught communication, the barriers, and sometimes just understanding that, you know, persons are not psychics. So you have to be able to communicate to people effectively so that we can gain the results that we want. We can gain um, the, um, we can, it can just improve on our happiness on the whole. Yeah. When we are able to communicate these things. All right. Absolutely. But pra practicing effective communication is one thing. Um, and you, can, you would definitely see a change in how society functions and how we as human beings interact with each other. So that is where communication is imperative to build in society and building healthy relationships. Um, even with our family, you, start, you say that family is the foundation of um, socialization, basically. Even within those families, we do not have effective communication. We do not have that um, resolve that is needed to effectively communicate. And when, you, that, when that goes through into the school setting, then you find you now have to open up to other types of personalities and characters, and you're not sure how, how to interact. And that creates problems. And that's why we have a lot of conflict within our society. Yeah, and definitely because it's broken relationships and certain things that we could have avoided, we have yeah. to go through all of these layers just to, you know, resolve it and make it a better thing where in the first place we could have just been open and know how to communicate and whatnot to make life just easier. Right. Yeah. Right. And, but it's one of those things that's easier said than done, right? I want, I want the listeners to know that in all these things we're saying, we understand that yeah, it's a it's a little tougher than it sounds, but it, it is important to uh, work towards it. Right. Um, I know along the line here, we're talking a lot about the effects of good communication. We're talking about the effects of getting this thing right. But what, what does poor communication look like? You know, maybe if we maybe if we really define poor communication, then we can help people on the line to really uh, hone in on good communication and what that might look like. Okay, so, should I go first? Oh, you could go ahead. Okay. Well, for me, poor communication um, represents um, you just expecting somebody to know what you um, want them to know without actually saying it. For example, I can give a personal example with my relationship. Well, I'm married now. And sometimes, you know, as women, we expect our husbands to just know how we feel or how 
um, we want them to act or what we want them to do. And if they just, for some reason, they do not live up to that expectation, we want to just puff up ourselves and we're mad, we're on the bed or whatnot. But at the end of the day, we need to communicate our issues to them because if we don't communicate how we feel, what's going on, like I said, we can never, they can never know. And that alone is an issue because I never open my mouth and say, you know, babe, this is the issue. I want you to do this. I want you to do that so I could get the results. And then he can talk and tell me, babe, I couldn't do this or that because of, or I am going to do it now that I know how you feel. But I just, they vexed and I puffing up myself. So even if I just like communicating with my gestures, my actions, but I think words is more powerful in that form of um, communication. So for me, that would be a bad form of communication. Yeah. Right. So basically they're using more of your words and not assuming that the person knows uh, what, you, what you're thinking, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. I see that too, but I also see because uh, uh, they do say that nonverbal communication is a large part of the whole equation, right? Um, so where is the yes, balance is. between nonverbal communication and by nonverbal communication, I'm referring to body language, um, cutting your eyes. <laughs> I'm referring to, uh, I'm referring to uh, those s subtle hints that uh, somebody might not always catch, but uh, where is the place for those things? Is there a place for that as well? Of course there is. Of course there is. Because you cannot tell um, somebody no and then um, your body language is saying yes or vice versa. So um, for me, even if my body language will say no to, I also feel like I need to communicate that like in a firm manner with my voice, um, with my body and my actions. And the same way if I'm happy um, and I'm saying yes for something, my body needs to show that I am saying yes in order for there to be a flow in, in my message that I'm trying to bring across. Yeah. Kina, do you have any thoughts? You look like you're <laughs> thinking of something. No, um, I, I would not have used the I say no, my body saying yes example because automatically my brain goes into um, certain sexual situations, sexual rights, sexual assault. That's where my mind went. And I'm like, no, oh, you, we, we, don't want to, we don't want to insinuate. I'm no, saying no, and I'm being raped and you, because my body is reacting, you know, biologically means yeah but not necessarily, uh, um, not necessarily that but that too but not necessarily that because sometimes you can say um no for something and then you react in another way for um for, for example if your friend tell you um Keisha um let's go to the beach today for example and you're like um yes I want to go to the beach but you never go to the beach so that's like improper communication yeah right well, I, I kind of see, yeah. I think I see both but, points um, there. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying, yeah, body language plays a, a great deal in communication, um, nonverbal. So you're communicating something important to me, or I ask to have a discussion with your conversation, and I'm playing, you know, my, my, my body's angled, you know, away from you. I, it's like I really don't care what you have to say, but I'm in the conversation, I'm responding. It, it, it reminds me of uh, marriages and 
um, you know, you want to have a serious discussion on your wife is at the sink washing dishes. And really like you're getting annoyed because you want to have proper communication. You feel like this person is not putting in the effort to communicate and giving you their full attention. So it does play a key role and it can create a lot of conflict. Um, you know, even with, it's not what you say. It's how okay. No, I think you just got muted there. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was saying, um, it's, it, there's a saying that it's not what you say, but it's how you say it, but it's also how you react. Um, so we have to, we have to be considering, we have to take note of these things when we're communicating. It's what we say, it's how we say it, and it's how we react in the situation, what our body is saying as well. You know, I'll be honest, I never thought about the reaction piece uh, of communication because oh, it, no. I've, always felt, I've always thought of communication as uh, sending out your message as best as possible. But I really want to resonate yeah. with what Kina just said about mm -hmm. the reaction. Yeah. Uh, very often we impede communication because by the time the person tells us... Um, something like as soon as the person says something bad or something that uh, we might disagree with or we feel that we're being attacked the immediate reaction is defensive right a wall goes up and you 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 completely cut the line of communication because you don't like what's being fed instead of uh, staying uh, open to what is being communicated to you. So I think that's a very good point. Uh, I'm taking it as a very good point because I want to run with it a little bit for myself. <laughs> uh, but it, in addition to that, Ked, it also has to do with, um, you're speaking, I'm saying, but um, you see communication, it's like we're, we don't listen, we don't, communication involves listening, we don't listen to understand, we listen to reply. So you're saying that before you even finish what you're saying, you know, it's whatever that comes out, the person is already on the defensive. They're already yeah. putting up the barrier. They're already getting in attack mode. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's not listening. In communication, you have to listen to understand as opposed to listen to replying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I think, I think we've, we've started peeling back the layers on poor communication there. Um, but there's something I've been thinking about and it's kind of, I, I wonder if it's really possible to point to a relationship and say they really have good communication or bad communication if what they have seems to be working for them. Is, is good communication in a relationship a variable thing? Is it a subjective thing? Is it more of just, oh, whatever works? <laughs> is that what it is? I think each relationship has its own set of communication rules. I mean, there are basic, there are basic rules, right? But each, each relationship does have something that works for them. I don't think necessarily the rules that I have set in my relationship may necessarily work for somebody else. Um, but, but there are basic, basic um, rules that everybody should follow. As I said, um, listening to understand, um, not, not speaking out in anger when you're hot, when the fire is still hot and you just, you know, something, something, something the person may have said that didn't go well with you or something the person did really upsetting you and you want to come in, you want to have a conversation while you're hot tempered, that will not work. So these are basic rules that I may have in my relationships, um, you know, just waiting it out, waiting the 24 hours while I cool down because I know myself, I cannot, I cannot converse while I'm hot tempered. 
Yeah, so uh, definitely those basic rules. Uh, listeners, if you can hear a little bit of rain there, I'm sorry, there's not much I can do about that. Uh, but I think those basic rules are important. And if we can define those on the call here, uh, maybe somebody can run with them. Uh, so as you um, mentioned, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, for me, I feel like communication is so important um, in a relationship. It's not just a subjective thing, but it comes as a whole. Well, for me, in my relationship, for me, it, it, it shows respect um, when you communicate to me. It, it strengthens my relationship when I know how you feel, what you um trying to expect, what you expect from me as a partner. For me, communication, it also in, improves my bond in the relationship because if I don't go talking to my husband for a while, like to me, I feel like we're growing apart. So it's important for us to always communicate, talk and, and express each other, show each other love in a positive way or whether something is going bad to talk about it. Um, it also, um, communication is important because if um, I am guessing that that something is not right or something is going wrong, rather than just assuming it, I can go to him and speak to him about it. So that that alone it just builds and strengthens my relationship. So it's not just a subjective thing for me, but it's part of the whole. Right, and, and I agree that uh, for sure, uh, from what you've marked out as what you need in your relationship, it sounds like that would definitely be the way to move forward. But you hear about these old relationships where there's this old man and his wife and they never say anything. They just sit down on a bench for, for 50 years um, yeah. and <laughs> they seem fine. Uh, so yeah. how, would, how would we correlate what you just said to a situation like that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely get what you're saying. Like, for example, with me, there was a time when my husband came from work the whole week. I said, babe, how was work? He's like, oh, work was good. It was okay. I, I'm like, babe, that's a loan. You can come and tell me um, work was good and work was okay. How do you expect me to know how your day was? Or like, you know, leaving nothing to my imagination. So that alone was a problem for me. <laughs> yeah. So then after that, the following day, you find that he came and he explained to me um, how his day went and he gave me a longer description of what happened and whatnot. And I could have had a better conversation with him. And that alone just made me feel happy and whatnot. So for some people, it may work where they just say, okay, my day was good and whatnot, and that is enough for them. But um, I find like you can um, go deeper within your relationship to me, it builds that um, stronger bond when you can just go deeper with it as opposed to being superficial on the surface with a conversation. To me, it just kills the relationship. Yeah, like it just, blah, where is the spice? Where, what, what are we doing here, you know? <laughs> yeah, so I don't like the superficial conversation. Yes, no. Mm -mm. For some people, it works, but for me, it doesn't work. Mm -mm. See, that's where I was saying that communication, it's, it's, it's the rules and what works is up to the couple because what may work for her may not work for somebody else. And Kelly was saying about the old couple sitting on a bench and not really communicating. But remember, we just spoke about nonverbal communication. So maybe the couple sitting on the bench and they're holding hands, they're hugging each other, they're communicating with their body language. Um, so they're not just completely isolated or void of communication. Um, 
The other thing too, when Casey was speaking, I realized, you know what? Communication is the foundation of a relationship because without communication, you do not have love and you do not have respect. And in a relationship, you need these two things, but these things are premised on communication. But hold on. As you were saying, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, hold on. <laughs> so the question just popped up in my head. Is communication necessary to like is love is communication evidence of love? Is communication always present where love is present? Is that yes. a fact? Yes. Of course that's a fact. That is, is definitely a fact. a fact. So <laughs> there is n- so we don't think somebody okay so we don't think somebody could love somebody and not tell them though no? you're bringing up something else we're talking about having communication um and there being love you you cannot have love and you don't have communication it will not survive. love is premised love is premised on communication whether it be non-verbal yes. or verbal it is premised on communication and even if you may not verbally tell a person hey i love you your actions will prove to the person that you love them you're communicating through different mediums right yes. we need to acknowledge we just justified that um non-verbal is is also a key part of communication it's just as as integral as verbal communication so again you cannot have love without communication okay uh- uh, but I still want to push back a little bit. No, hold on. I, I want to push back a little bit because let's say that we have uh, uh, a guy and, and a young lady, right? They fall in love. Uh, everything's good. They, they've been together for a few years. Cool. Everything's great. Then the guy has to go off to the army or something, right? He has to go off to the army. He, he, he gets shipped across the world. Um, they can communicate for a number of months. In fact, they can communicate for a year or so for some reason, right? Something happened in the war, whatever. They lose communication. Is it fair to say that the love was affected? Are we really saying that the love was uh, damaged by this lack of communication there? Can you, can can you I, look can at I, things I, very microscopically? <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> you, okay, go ahead, Kizan, and add my piece. Okay. Yeah, um, it definitely can put a strain on the relationship because you're not hearing from your partner and you're not seeing from your partner. So it will put a strain on your relationship emotionally and otherwise. Um, For me, um, when I started to date my husband a um, few years ago, he was in the States and I was in St. Lucia. Right now we're together. But it was so important for us to communicate to each other all the time. We we use the means of social media with our phones, video call. He called me every single day just to make sure that I was okay to um, keep in contact with me, to reassure me of our relationship and all of that. I find um, if we know if we were not able to see each other and talk to each other and whatnot, that would just kill the relationship. Like, how would I know for sure um, that you're still into me or whatnot? So it was very important because of the distance that he called me every day and we spoke to each other. We saw each other via video call and all of that, because let me tell you, it was already difficult being away from him where I was in solution. He was in the States. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, I I think I was kind of looking at it uh, from another viewpoint there, but I, I agree that, uh, uh, if if communication is possible, 
I think uh, love is always accompanied by communication, right? I, I think that's that's more of what I'm saying, more along along those lines. So in our case, where we have stuff like WhatsApp, we have stuff like Facebook, we, we have Instagram, we have all these social media tools that we can use to stay in touch from across distance, right? Uh, it would be very strange if your your now husband. Uh, when you guys were courting, uh, never reached out or never messaged you and still said <laughs> that he cared right. for you, right? Right. Kina, were you about to say something there? No, you gave um, all the social media and I said, I still take letters by people. I love letters. I love our own form of communication. <laughs> yeah, and trust so, me. So, yes. Yeah, he did send cards and all of that, which made the relationship even feel more, you know, real and all of that because it, he used to travel yeah, as yeah. often as he could and send me cards and all of that. And I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm an old school type of girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was I'm, important. And if I was not able to um, communicate, I feel like that would just strain my relationship. After I already not seeing you physically, I not hearing right. from you and all of that. Trust right. me. So communication it builds the love and also the support from each other yeah from day one also my husband also communicated to me <laughs> well um let me just go on another um facade of it again like from for him from day one my husband already said i'm his wife and i told my husband i am not your wife until i want <laughs> i so i had to communicate that to him so um he had to prove himself too while he was dating and we had to communicate to each other. Okay, I am your girlfriend and I am this, we're courting. And then eventually um, we got engaged and we, we spoke about it. And then we, you know, we, we kept on moving on instead of just saying, okay, um, this is what it is and whatnot. But for him in his head, he had his preconceived notions, but he had to communicate that with me and I had to agree so that we can be on the level playing field. Yes. That, that sounds like a, a beautiful story there. Uh, it, it's always interesting to me when I have situations where guys will say, yeah, hey, you're my wife. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it's, it's romantic. Uh, that's definitely romantic there. Um, not not when they're saying it just to be lay and to have you there doing wifely duties. Yes. That's not yes. romantic. <laughs> so you have right. to communicate. You exactly. have to communicate that you... Yes, you're saying that, but we need to action it out in the future, not just right. keep talking, talking, talking. Right. Fellas, I can't say nothing for you if you're doing that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, while I was doing the research for this episode, um, I came across this thing. It said that the three C's, the three C's of a healthy relationship, uh, communication, compromise and commitment uh how would we rank those three i beg your pardon can you repeat the three c's i was trying to write it yeah so the three c's you have communication i'm mm. trying to make a c for you all there so <laughs> communication compromise and commitment right those are said to be the three c's of a healthy relationship and it, it kind of makes sense to me right if you get if you get these those three things right it sounds like you should be on the right track. Um, but I kind of wanted to, to see how you guys would order those three things. Would communication come at the top, come at the middle? 
Is there one of those three that we think is more important than communication? What do you think? Um, well, for me, I'll probably put commitment first and then communication, then compromise. Okay, so commitment, then communication, then compromise. What about you, Acacia? I agree with Kina. That's how I place mine. Commitment, so, commitment communication, first, and compromise. Uh, <laughs> you have to be, like you have to, um, sorry, I'm not sure if you're hearing the, the rain, or rain by my side. But yeah, um, you, have to, you have to be committed um, to the person in order for you to want to communicate and compromise. That, that's right. why I put commitment first, because there needs to be that basic thing of I'm going to commit to you. So now that I'm committed to you, I want to make the effort to communicate and to compromise with you. Okay. Um, so it sounds like if we were to... Oh, you're saying you agree? I concur, yes. Let me tell you, for example, my husband went out to go to Arizona. My husband has, a, well, another child, and the child fell off the, the ferry wheel, and he haven't seen him for quite a while. So um, for me, commitment is important because I know that he's committed to me, right? And then he has to communicate to me that he's going to do something. So I have to understand that okay, he has his other, um, he has his other responsibilities, let's put it that way, but yeah. at the end of the day, he's committed to me. I have to also understand that um, my husband is not fully my world, and I am not his world, but we are part of each other's worlds, and there are other things that he has to do. So for me, it is important that he's committed to me, but also communicate that in an effective way so that I understand what you have to do. Yeah, and I will compromise with you and say, okay, babe, this is the case. You have your child, whatever. You have to go and see him. Um, yeah, I need to understand that because I was not there for his full entire life. There are other parts of his life. So I have to be able to compromise and allow him to do certain things that he has to do as a man. So that's where it comes into play for me, commitment, um, communication, and compromise. Because if my husband, for example, telling me that he's committed to me and he just left without communicating to me, and I'm like, you know, that's a World War III bringing there because you just left, you never com communicated to me what you want to do, what not, and then you're coming back today because he's coming back in a while, and then you just expect me to smile for you? Hey, no, sir. <laughs> so the fact that he communicated that, <laughs> um, yeah, I had to compromise with him and all of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's funny how women like to bring up World War Three. That's the go-to weapon. But um, I, I was thinking, I'm like, you know what? Somebody could communicate they love you or communicate that they, they admire you, they respect you, um, and they don't commit to it. And that's why, again, I put commitment first. Because you could communicate a whole bunch of things because communication is basically you say something and I interpret that message correctly. And I could, you could say a lot of things and you're just not committed to the person. And that is why we have a lot of things happening in society with people dating and various relationships just going up the bend because people are not committed, but they're simply communicating things and not committing to any of it. Can I Absolutely. just add another bridge to that as well? Yeah, go ahead. Um, 
since Kina mentioned the fact about we dating and so many things go on in society, um, people need to understand that there are different levels in relationships. So some people, like especially with the solution culture, um, the most times the girls think that as soon as they're dating, like they're in a relationship, they, they just want to date this one person. And they never really communicate that with each other that you're my boyfriend and I'm your girlfriend. I have gone through it. So I'm just speaking from my ex, um, experience. And that alone, sometimes the person thinking like we're just dating, we're not at courting and, you know, and whatnot on the other. So we need to communicate from the onset of the relationship. What are we or what we want to be in the long run or, or in the short run or whatnot? And where are we right now? Are we just dating? Are we boyfriend and girlfriend? Are we courting? Are we looking to be married and whatnot? And we need to commit to whatever we're saying that we want to do at the end of the day. Yes. Right. And I think even then it pays to pay careful attention to ensure that uh, the person that you're communicating with is genuine, because sometimes communications can be, uh, uh, you know, can have a little seasoning that isn't real. Right. And uh, it's unfortunate when people do that. It's it's uh, an evil thing to do to someone, but it happens. Yes. Um, so, yeah, be honest with your communications, folks. Um, but. I, another thing I find interesting about these three C's, uh, listeners, if you're just joining us, we're talking about the three C's of a healthy relationship, uh, communication, compromise, and commitment uh, uh, under this umbrella of uh, relationship communication. Um, but it seems like every single one of these is connected to the other, right? So they're all joined at the hip. It seems because it seems to me that without communication, as Kina said, Kina actually said this already, uh, without communication, you can't really have compromise now, can you? And then without commitment, what's the incentive for the communication? Right. Uh, without compromise, it means that your communication probably is bad. <laughs> it doesn't work very well. Uh, and then all of this is on top of the back of commitment, you know. So it really sounds like all of those C's are kind of the same C wearing a different hat, you know? Uh, so I find that interesting. Uh, so here's another thing I want to touch on, timing. Because you mentioned a while ago, you, you were telling us a little bit about um, uh, situation with your husband there or something that might re result in World War Three, right? <laughs> um, and you know, but he, just, he just came in. He just arrived. Though. I saw the look on your face. So I knew he was there. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, husband? <laughs> uh, but yeah, how does, how do, yeah, how does timing affect uh, our ability to communicate? Sometimes there are some things that you can tell somebody uh, at a specific time that would make so much more sense than mentioning it at another time. And uh, as a guy, I can tell you, we're not good at this at all. We, we <laughs> when it comes to time. But that's what I was saying earlier, yeah. Kenny, right? About the not saying something when you're hot tempered or the pan exactly, is burning yeah. hot. Yeah. You know, so yeah, timing, timing plays a, a key role. Um, so I have this thing because I am a bit impatient at times. That is, that is a sore point for me. Um, so I learned that if I have an issue with somebody, I would, you would probably see it through my communication or if I'm 
I think, Katie, you notice that at times too. Like, if I'm like, my head is not there and you're communicating with me, I'll be like, K, K, K. Because I'm like, I need to zone out and focus on what I really want to say before I say something I, I don't really want to communicate at that time. And it, you know, it messes up everything. So I think timing, you need to give yourself, allow yourself that space and that time to just cool off yeah. and gather your thoughts and then come back and communicate what exactly you want to say. Because a lot of things can be said that can be very detrimental to any relationship, whether it be intimate or non-intimate. Because even your friendships, they're valuable. So you may communicate something while your head is, is hot and you're raging and you're just fuming. And then it, it, it just burns out a relationship and that's not what you want to happen. So, But then in also taking the time, the time to cool off, you need to communicate that. Because you talking to me and I'm getting hot tempered and I just walk away from you, that that too will create a, a bigger problem. But I need to communicate to the person that hey, you know what? I really need to take this space right now because I want to talk to you, but I don't want to come off in a defensive way. I don't want to attack you. I don't want to insult you and all of those things. So I really need to get away from the situation, gather my thoughts, and then we could discuss this again the person needs to agree to that because again you do not want to just leave it hanging and the person is getting even angrier than you are and then things just get to a sore point and it's, it becomes um, irreparable okay. no absolutely and I, I can actually come out and give an example in my own life of that um it's not not it wasn't really a situation where i was upset uh, it was more so a difficult point in the relationship. We were having a really bad time. Uh, uh, and I, I needed some time to think. I, I wanted to just kind of hash things out. Um, and I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't say that I was doing this. Yeah, I kind of just... To me as well. Yeah, yeah I, I went and just took the time that I needed. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, uh. Yeah, we ended up making a mess there, right? So Yeah, that happened that, to me. I can testify to that. Like, <laughs> I was just going through a breakup with my best friend. And for me, she did something and I just was furious. So I just went off WhatsApp. I went off everything. And I didn't communicate to her that I needed time to, um, you know, think and cool off and whatnot. And when I came back, I thought about it. I gave myself week, two weeks. <laughs> To think about what I'm going to do as opposed to even give her a chance to communicate until I need time to cool off and whatnot. And right. this is what, and I just, you know, I wrote this letter. So for me, that was a bad form of communication it, right. because it didn't result in anything positive at the end of the day. <laughs> at that point, you're being selfish. The person sees you as being selfish. And no matter yeah. what the person may have done to you, they do deserve that level of respect to know hey, I, it's for me and it's for you that I take the time to just cool off. Right. You know, right. we're going to discuss it, but I need to cool off. Because you cannot, yeah. another thing, you cannot sweep things under the rug. You cannot just avoid the situation. You cannot decide like Kelly did, just unum and take time on your, <laughs> your own without saying anything, right? You're like, I'm yeah. man, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and just go and do your own thing. And the person probably wondered, okay, we broke up and then somebody goes and do something even worse and you right. come back yeah. and you're like, oh, right. but I didn't give you space to go and do that. Right. Or oh, I didn't mean we broke up. They don't know, right? You just yeah. stop communicating for two weeks. What do you, the person just there waiting for you to come down? Yeah. Right. No, yeah. it doesn't work that way. So yeah. that time it could make things even worse, as I said. So you yeah. need to communicate that. And, and you really have to consider what's happening in your absence, right? Because sometimes silence can speak so much louder than words. 
where yeah. you have somebody who is pining and thinking like, oh man, you know, this person's just gone. I lost this mm-hmm. person. It's over. Um, and <laughs> what happens is what you've now started is you've started, uh, you've started the healing process in this person because now this person is actually processing losing you already. So you're mm-hmm. already gone. <laughs> and yeah. now this person has had to sit down and really just deliberate like, okay, what is my life now without this person in it? Yeah. You know? And I did yeah. say I was going off. Yeah, I did say I was going off, but I felt like I, like, based on what Kina said, I felt like I needed to give a further explanation as to why I'm taking the social media hiatus and let her know. Because even when I was going off after the day after what she did, and I'm like, um, she's like, okay, I will miss you. And that even get me more vexed because you should know. <laughs> 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 yes so yeah yeah communication was bad at that point definitely uh, whereas whereas uh i i will miss you on her end was a, a form of endearment is like yo i'm gonna i'm gonna really miss you um but on your end it's kind of like oh good riddance <laughs> you know uh so that that's tough yes it's, um, yes, yes but it's yes. real communication is a weird thing yeah and and, and, and we learn we continue to learn in communication right. i don't exactly. think we ever get to effectively communicate because we meet different personalities and that right. plays a role in the, the way you communicate you have to always keep changing the way you communicate to suit certain personalities yeah so it becomes it becomes an even harder thing to do and rather action right <laughs> I was reading this book and it was called Audacity to be Queen and there are different types of person and even their communication types and even their responses and actions towards things. So it was telling you um, the queenly behavior is one that would um, um, act and respond in a, let me see, they are both masculine and feminine um, feelings and they, they, they're more of a level type of communicator but we have the passive and the aggressive um, communicator and they also have characteristics that suit them. For example, the aggressive communicator, they're more um, presumptuous and abrasive and all of that, but the passive one would, they're always in their shell, okay, okay, okay. And that just like made me realize that sometimes I could be um, passive in terms of just allowing things to happen to me and just always saying, okay, but it's important to, say no sometimes it's important to say yes sometimes so that we can be that queenly person that we um well as a woman that we're supposed to be yeah (laughs) so i find that a little curious there because it sounds like you mentioned that there are masculine and feminine feelings is that a real thing is that what is that what you meant to say okay so what what i'm just curious what are some feminine and what are some masculine feelings there i wish i could get the book let me see if i can grab yeah so this is the book well i was basically listening to the audio of it but um i also got the actual book i had already buy it but i also purchased the audio as well yeah so basically i guess she was explaining in the book because it was from Diva, um, Gina DV. She's the one who, who um, wrote the book. And she was explaining that sometimes in society, we expect the women to always be submissive and soft and whatnot. 
and we expect the man to be, um, you know, like the masculine type, but we have both masculine and feminine in us, just that we have more feminine and the man, for example, they do have both masculine and feminine in them, but they're expected to show more masculine. And I just got the page right here. And she was explaining that there are compliance attitude types, defiance attitude types, and alliance attitude types. And for example, she was saying that when you're compliant, you're always shameful. When you're defiant, you're self-obsessed. And when you're aligned, you're assured. And all of that can tell you how you're going to communicate at the end of the day when you have these types of attitude types. When, you is, when you're compliant, you can be easily embarrassed. When you're defiant, you're harsh. And when you're aligned, you're confident. And at the end of the day, that can tell you, you know, I'm going to respond or react or communicate a certain way. I can go. You want me to go on with the examples of it? <laughs> uh, well. Yeah. But that's I, I, just what she was trying to say. Yeah. You answered my question there because I was hearing you saying that some feelings in and of themselves which I guess is kind of what you're saying in and of themselves are masculine and feminine, which is a new idea to me. Uh, but you're just saying that in any given person, we can have both of those feelings. Uh, yeah. It's just that uh, we're associated, associating them in the book with uh, masculinity and femininity. So, right. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting concept. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I find it a little <laughs> funny so yeah a lot What's of the time because we are speaking about masculinity and femininity right i find it a little funny some of the uh stereotypes that we have and of course a lot of the times the stereotypes are based on some level of fact um surrounding how men think and how women think and how those the bridge can be um crossed between the two genders when it comes to communication um I know I'm the only guy on the line, so I I, I have this I have this uh, theory, right? Uh, I'm not going to to hop on it too much because it's just a theory. But I think there are there the two genders have different cultures, okay? I think uh, and if we're in Saint Lucia, I think I I can say there is a male culture in Saint Lucia and a female culture and the way that those two genders communicate. And also just around the world period, just uh, between men and women talking to women, I think there are some norms and like really cultural norms in the communication uh, within those genders. I don't know if you guys are following me or if I'm making sense. Is anybody following that? <laughs> yeah, I think I get Trying, what you're yeah, I'm getting there. For example, like we're, um, I could just turn back to my marriage. Um, because in my relationship, certain things a woman is expected to be submissive um, for and a man is expected to be the, the, the macho type of person and a woman is expected to be the, the more docile, submissive one, right? Because we, we, we're living in a more patriarchy society. So I definitely get what you're trying to say. Yeah. Well, on mine, what I was trying to say isn't so much about the submissive uh, part, but it's more so, uh, let's say you and Kina are talking, right? There are some things and some ways that you might speak that uh, is, I think 
are just better understood uh, coming from a woman to another woman as opposed to a woman to a guy. Does that make sense? Of course, of yeah. course. Well, it depends on the topic as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So then the question becomes, what are effective ways uh, if someone is in a relationship to change the, the way in which they communicate. Because the minute you, you start talking to somebody, you guys start vibing back and forth, you get to know each other, there's already a pattern being formed in this budding relationship. And you start to grow this culture within your relationship. So how do you now correct the way that you communicate once it's already established? I tend to understand when you say how do you correct it like in in the wrong habits or patterns that has been established yes yeah um well for me i cannot emphasize how important it is to voice how you feel what you expect and um, if something is going wrong let the person know to me the highest form of communication is my mouth <laughs> and just talking about it and communicating what I want to see in the future, what I expect, what, how I feel and all of that. So uh, verbal communication is very important to me as a person. Yes. Right. So with that being as important as it is to you, let's imagine that your husband didn't do that period. How do you then have him slowly adjust to that? Or how do you correspondingly adjust when there's already a fixed pattern in place? Is it that even possible? Already. <laughs> but <laughs> I would let him know. I'm like, babe, I'm sorry. I like, I, I like to hear, you know, certain things. I don't like to assume. So let's just, even if you, you don't become, you know, outspoken or whatnot overnight, but try it as best as possible to let me know how you feel, what is happening, what is going on. Write it on a letter for me if you don't want to say it out loud, but let me know because that is very important to me. So I have to echo how important it is to me and also, you know, let him know so that eventually he can try little by little to improve on that aspect that he is faltering in. All right. Okay. Ken, I think you were trying to hop in there. Yeah. yeah, this goes back directly to what you were saying about commitment, communication, and compromise. It is directly related to that because without that level of commitment, you will not make the effort to compromise in that communication style that you want, that your partner desires. Um, and with me personally, I do not entertain any habits. I do not wish to continue. And that is a, a, a <laughs> my motto. Um, beginning any habit whether it be through communication or any other aspect um i'm not going to entertain it because i don't want you to continue it in the long run so it's either we cut it short from then you don't if you're not going to make the changes then yeah we're not going to be around trust me that is a bit start for me but that that's how i leave and it's been going well so far um another thing with, well with me um I tend to be assertive in communication. And as we know, there are various communication styles. Um, most people can be passive. Most people can be aggressive or passive-aggressive. And 
well, again, associated with what to be the best sort of effective communication. Um, so if you want to reach to that assertive level, you have to be modeling that behavior and pretty soon the other person will pick up on it and they will begin to slowly make that improvement to be assertive as well. Because being assertive, you know how to express your ideas, your feelings and everything, as well as, be, as being considerate to the other person's needs. Um, and that's what we should all aspire to be, be assertive in our communication. And that comes with compromise. And uh, I hope I'm following correctly here. When you say being assertive in, the, in your communication, you mean having a level of transparency, being able to express yourself as needed, right? Yeah, assertive, assertive yeah. communication style is premised on being able to express your needs, your feelings, your desires, as well as being considerate of other person's needs and desires. Okay. All right. It's not one-sided, and that is what we should try to be. And I feel like I agree with Kina on that point because you also need to embody what you want your partner to be as well. So you cannot just see something and then you're not acting, you're not, you know, trying to be that person. So it's important to embody what you want in your relationship so that your partner in, in return can mimic that and, you know, build on that relationship. Yeah. And a key thing of being assertive as well is, is um, something that we should all be practicing in communication, using I statements. Um, we tend to have an issue with somebody or something come up and we always be like, you do this, you do that, you this, you that. You know, that's, that's not how you communicate. You have to begin with the I perspective and say how that made you feel as opposed to being um, you know, on the defensive and attacking the person. So, you know, I, I, I felt so-and-so when this was done, the person is better able to understand that perspective as opposed to you just saying you. And the moment you say that, they now put up this barrier um, because you're ready to attack them and they feel, they feel like they need to, to put their walls up. It's so hard to do that, let me tell you, <laughs> but you are I, so right. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was actually uh, about to say the very same. Uh, a lot of these things. It's all good it, in theory. Yeah, it's all good in theory. And it sounds so simple, you know. <laughs> uh, but folks, I'm going to tell you wherever you are, uh, whoever, whichever relationship you're thinking about as you're watching this, it's worth the work. Okay. It's worth the work it to, to try our best and to. Yeah. Just just start using it with your friends and your family members. Um, and then when you have a partner or there's somebody you're interested in, it becomes a bit easier. Um, and also being able to recognize their communication style from the get-go is, is a key thing. It will help you deal with it right there and then. Then, then ignoring it and then it becomes a problem later on. So practice yeah. those, those styles and then be ready to identify it so that you could understand that, that person. All right, absolutely. Um, for me, if someone were to come up to me and ask me for advice, uh, which hopefully nobody does because I don't know much. <laughs> but if somebody came up to me asking for advice, uh, the one thing that I would suggest for communication and would be to listen. Um, and to listen without reacting too soon. Um, again, much easier said than done. But uh, it's something that I think I'd like to say I'm currently working on. Uh, it's a work in progress. And um, 
Yeah, that's my my recommendation. But what about the two of you? It, what what would you say to someone if you had only one thing that you could tell them about communication, um, and so one thing that would help them uh, that you think in their relationships? Listen to understand, not to reply. That is it for me. <laughs> yeah. Right. What about you, Keisha? Mine would be to be honest um, in the forefront, be very honest and be willing to go through the storms of whatever thing that we um, feel is uncomfortable to speak about sometimes because you know there are certain topics there are, that are uncomfortable to speak about. So we need to communicate that, be honest, talk about it from the get-go because you will save yourself a lot of drama in the long run as opposed to just, you know, not talking about it and assuming that this is what it should be or this is what you want it to be. Because for me, sometimes it's better to go through the storm and then get the actual result of what it's supposed to be or what I want to hear. Or maybe not want to hear, but I know that is the truth. So I communicate that. But if you don't communicate it and you just assume that this is what it is, it's just going to create a, a, a big issue in the long run and a big mess in the long run. So honesty is very important to me um, in communication and also just um, being, being able to go through the storms of the, the, the uncomfortable topics that we might not want to talk about. Yeah. And I think that's key to, I think it's key to not run away from the hard stuff. Because uh, oftentimes the hard stuff is what will save your relationship uh, if right. you just tackle those things head on. Um, right. uh, do any of you guys have anything else before we head out? Yeah, well, I, um, let me just say, like, for, for Kina, like she said, she's not going to entertain any habits. Um that she she doesn't want to see herself in the long run sometimes when you're in a relationship the habits doesn't show early on so that is why i mentioned the point about asking uncomfortable questions and communicating that as well and being honest because when i started dating my husband and while my husband is older than i am so for me it was very important to communicate and ask him certain questions. Maybe he would not find that, you know, there was a need to ask these questions very early in the relationship. But for me, it was super important to ask him these questions and for him to communicate um, the right and honest responses. So I tell him, be honest with me, um, first and foremost, if I want to stay in the relationship in the longer run, that is up to me. So you have to lay everything down on the table on the very first day because he was just asking me out, asking me out. And I'm like, you know, I was no. So he kept on pursuing me, pursued me, pursued me, got my number for one of my students because I was teaching at the time. My students' parents, sorry. Yes. And then I said yes. And then from day one, we had a long drive from library because he came from the Burns Quarter and I was from library. I had a long drive. So we had enough time to speak from Labi to Sufre because that's why we went on the date. And from Sufre back after the date, we had a long time to speak. So I tell him, be very honest with me. If I decide to go on with this, what is this? What is that? Let me know. Um, I just want to have a feel of you and who you are. So 
to let me know. And he was very honest. And I respected that because that's, that showed me that he respected me. Um, and that alone created a bond um, in our relationship. So for me, honesty was key. Communicating the truth was key. And also just being transparent in everything. That was key for me. So from the get-go, I had to establish that within my relationship so that I could build on it in, in the long run. Yes. Right. Absolutely. I like to think of it as um, you coming out of the honeymoon phase of communication. You know, when you meet your friends or you meet somebody you're interested in, and even with family, family members, we go through our honeymoon phase of communication where it's like everything is just like, okay, yes, how are you doing? You know, the basic, simple, easygoing conversations. We don't get down to the effective communication where something gets tough and we need to communicate. And that's where it, it's a make or break. Um, so yeah, like as you were saying, you need to be able to have those rough, difficult, tough discussions. Right. right. Absolutely. And come out of them uh, not only looking for the other person to make changes or adjustments, but also being willing to uh, and humble enough to look at yourself analytically and say, yeah. okay, how can I grow? How can I become uh, a better version of me out of this conversation? Right. Right. So mm -hmm. uh, folks, yeah. this has uh, been a great conversation. I think, I think very informative, not just for the listeners, but for me, <laughs> I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed talking to you guys. Um, Kina, do you have anything else for the listeners before we head out? No, no, no. All right. So folks, we'll be back in here again on January 4th. Thanks for joining us. Keisha. It was nice meeting you. Nice talking thank to you, you. today. Thank you, Teddy. Uh, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this topic. It really opened my mind as to different perspective of it. So thank you very much for having me here today. Thanks. Absolutely. No thank problem. you. You're uh, welcome. Folks, bye for now. See you on the 4th. Happy New Year, by the way. We'll see you then. <laughs>